Welcome to the Tech Meme Right Home for Thursday, January 11th, 2024. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the Bitcoin ETFs are here, for real this time. OpenAI's GPT store is here, finally. Surprising new layoffs at Google. Netflix continues to show signs that ads are really working out for them. The Rabbit R1 continues to be a shocking success. And say hello to an AI George Carlin. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. It finally happened. The U.S. SEC has approved 11 spot Bitcoin ETFs from BlackRock, Grayscale, ARK, 21 shares, Bitwise, Wisdom Tree, Fidelity, Van Eck, Invesco, Valkyrie, Hashdex, and Franklin. Quoting Reuters. Most of the products are expected to begin trading today, Thursday, issuers said, kicking off a fierce competition for market share. A decade in the making, the ETFs are a game-changer for Bitcoin, offering investors exposure to the world's largest cryptocurrency without directly holding it. They provide a major boost for a crypto industry beset by scandals. It's a huge positive for the institutionalization of Bitcoin as an asset class, said Andrew Bond, Managing Director and Senior Fintech Analyst at Rosenblatt Securities. Standard Chartered Analysts this week said the ETFs could draw $50 to $100 billion this year alone. Other analysts have said inflows will be closer to $55 billion over five years. The market capitalization of Bitcoin stood at more than $913 billion as of Wednesday, according to CoinGecko. As of December 2022, total net assets of U.S. ETFs stood at $6.5 trillion, according to the Investment Company Institute. Bitcoin was last up 3% at $47,300. The cryptocurrency has soared more than 70% in recent months in anticipation of an ETF and hit its highest level since March 2022 this week, end quote. Yeah, what'll be interesting to watch here is if that whole buy the rumor, sell the news theory plays out here and Bitcoin price actually drops in the near term. As you saw, it did get that 3% bump, but that's not like a 10 or 15% bump. Maybe the news is already priced in, or maybe that volume of inflow might actually happen and push the price up further. Now, as you know, I'm not super deep in crypto circles, so what's interesting to me is why this finally happened now. According to Coindesk, SEC Chair Gary Gensler conceded that losing a recent court case after rejecting Grayscale's spot Bitcoin ETF, left the agency with little choice but to approve ETFs going forward. Quote, We did not approve or endorse Bitcoin, Gensler said. Investors should remain cautious about the myriad risks associated with Bitcoin and products whose value is tied to crypto, end quote. In fact, he said that Bitcoin, quote, is primarily a speculative volatile asset that's also used for illicit activity, including ransomware, money laundering, sanction evasion, and terrorist financing, end quote. And Gensler sought to make it clear that these ETF sign-offs don't pave the way for any further action from the U.S. securities regulator, quote. It should in no way signal the commission's willingness to approve listing standards for crypto asset securities, he said, nor does the approval signal anything about the commission's views as to the status of other crypto assets under the federal securities laws or about the current state of non-compliance of certain crypto asset market participants with the federal securities laws, end quote. Bitcoin is the only digital asset that Gensler routinely acknowledges is not a security, maintaining that the vast majority of other tokens fit the legal definition of securities that are rightfully under the SEC's jurisdiction, end quote. Big surprising layoffs at Google. Google laid off hundreds of staff working on its assistant and says the restructuring would help improve assistant as the company explores integrating newer AI tech into 
Assistant. Google is also reorganizing its devices and services teams working on the Pixel, Fitbit, and Nest. Fitbit co-founders James Park and Eric Friedman are leaving Google, and sources are telling the Times that several hundred employees from Google's core engineering division received notices that their roles were eliminated and lost corporate access. Quoting from Semaphore, Google told Semaphore the restructuring would help improve Google Assistant as it explores integrating newer artificial intelligence technology into its products. The company announced in October that it was using its generative AI chatbot Bard to build a new version of Google Assistant that, quote, extends beyond voice, understands and adapts to you, and handles personal tasks in new ways, end quote. On the Pixel and hardware front, quoting 9to5Google, previously the Pixel, Nest, and Fitbit divisions had distinct independent teams to handle aspects such as design, hardware, engineering, software, UI, etc. Google's hardware effort basically housed a miniature company for phones, another for smart home, and a third for wearables. This in large part reflects how Google bought Nest in 2014 and then Fitbit. In this reorganizing, Google is switching to a functional organizational model where, for example, there will be one team responsible for hardware engineering across Pixel, Nest, and Fitbit. As such, there will be a single leader for that aspect of products across all Google hardware. It remains to be seen whether this will lead to more unified products across the different form factors with the Pixel phone team largely staying in place today from what we've heard. Looking at the tech landscape, Apple has a similar functional organizational model with centralized software engineering services, hardware technologies, and hardware engineering organizations, end quote. Finally, quoting from the Times about the engineering cuts, quote, the Silicon Valley company laid off employees in its core engineering division as well as those working on the Google Assistant, a voice-operated virtual assistant, and in the hardware division that makes the Pixel phone, Fitbit watches, and Nest thermostat, three people with knowledge of the cut said. Several hundred employees from the company's core engineering organization lost corporate access and received notices that their roles were eliminated, two of the people said. Google said that most of the hardware cuts affected a team working on augmented reality, technology that combines the real world with a digital overlay, end quote. This is also finally here. OpenAI has debuted a GPT store for paid users to share and find custom chatbots and plans to start sharing revenue in Q1. Users have apparently already made more than 3 million chatbots, quoting Bloomberg. The product, called GPT Store, will include chatbots that users have chosen to share publicly. It will eventually introduce ways for people to make money from their creations, much as they might through the app stores of Apple or Alphabet's Google. Similar to those app stores, OpenAI's GPT Store will let users see the most popular and trending chatbots on a leaderboard and search for them by category. People who pay for ChatGPT access, including enterprise customers and ChatGPT Plus subscribers are eligible to use or make custom GPTs. Initially, users won't be able to profit off their chatbots, OpenAI said, but within the first three months of the year, the company will share details on how people can make money from them. The company said in its blog post that people in the U.S. will be paid, quote, based on user engagement with their chatbots, end quote. You'll recall that OpenAI had planned to roll this out before now, but that little brouhaha with the board firing Sam Altman thing happened. OpenAI says it plans to feature new GPTs each and every week. Right now, they're featuring, for example, one from Canva, and one that helps you find hiking trails that fit your fitness level. Also, a code tutor. Netflix says its ad tier has more than 23 million monthly active users globally, up from more than 15 million in November of 2023, and 85% of customers on the ad tier are streaming for over two hours per day. Quoting Variety, Netflix president of advertising Amy Reinhardt spoke Wednesday at the Variety Entertainment Summit at CES 2024 at Las Vegas's 
Aria Resort and Casino, quote, the thing we're really excited about is the engagement, she said. Of Netflix's customers on ad-supported plans, 85% are streaming on the platform for more than two hours per day, she said. The new 23 million-plus figure comes after Netflix a little over two months ago said its ad-supported tier had over 15 million monthly active users worldwide. In an October letter to shareholders, Netflix said ad-tier subscriptions accounted for approximately 30% of all new signups in the 12 countries where it launched the platform. We are very fortunate to be able to take a long-term perspective on this, Reinhardt said at the Variety Entertainment Summit. Scaling our business is absolutely our biggest priority right now, but we want to make sure we're doing that in a meaningful way for the members, end quote. Reinhardt, formerly the VP of Studio Operations at Netflix, succeeded Jeremy Gorman as head of the company's advertising division. Gorman left Netflix in October 2023, having been there just over a year. Netflix introduced its basic with ads tier in the U.S. and 11 other countries in November 2022. In the U.S., this service is priced at $6.99 monthly, significantly cheaper than the standard plan, which is $15.49 per month. Something, something, not just reconstituting the cable bundle, but rebuilding traditional TV ads and all. Guys, we don't have to choose between hair growth and our health. Nutrafol's drug-free, whole-body approach promotes hair growth from within. No compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement brand with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code RIDEHOME. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code RIDEHOME. Recently, the world learned the power of artificial intelligence, a technology cybersecurity leaders have been leveraging for years. Now, as AI expands and evolves, those same security leaders are left wondering where humans fit into the next generation of AI-empowered security tools and solutions. Arctic Wolf, the industry leader in managed security operations, seeks to answer this question in their newly published report, The Human-AI Partnership. Access the insights of over 800 cybersecurity decision makers in North America and the United Kingdom to better understand how organizations are weighing the benefits and risks of deploying AI tools. Uncover the biggest obstacles to turning AI and human engineers into a formidable team. Discover why the near-term benefits of large language models are being upended by a crucial flaw in the technology. And learn what the rise of AI tools mean for human practitioners moving forward. Get your copy today at arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. That's arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. X has quietly removed the ability for paying subscribers to set an NFT as a profile picture, a feature that Twitter launched actually back in January of 2022 for Twitter Blue subscribers. Quoting TechCrunch, the feature was originally launched under Twitter's previous management in January 2022. At the time, the company allowed 
Twitter Blue subscribers to set NFTs minted on Ethereum, the ERC721 or ERC1115 tokens, as profile pictures, which eventually showed up as hexagons. Users could click slash tap on the profile picture to know more about NFTs, including details like a collection of the NFT and contract address, token ID, and the app with which it was minted. X has now removed all descriptions about the NFT profile picture feature from its X Premium support page, end quote. Users with NFT profile pictures still display hexagonal avatars, but it's uncertain if X will remove these. This follows a trend as social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, sunset their own NFT initiatives, despite Meta ending NFT support in March of 2023 and fluctuating values and high-profile tokens like Bored Ape Yacht Club. The NFT market has recently seen a resurgence with trade volumes topping $1.6 billion. I joked on threads last night that this was maybe the most successful hardware launch of the last five years given all the hype it's gotten, but maybe I wasn't joking. Remember that Rabbit R1 that I told you about that got a ton of attention at CES this week? Well, after announcing the $199 R1 large action model AI handheld at CES, Rabbit now says it has sold 10,000 units in one day. A second batch of orders should ship in April to May of this year. When we started building R1, we said internally that we'd be happy if we sold 500 devices on launch day in 24 hours. We already beat that by 20x, Rabbit said on X. Rabbit unveiled the R1 at CES on Tuesday, featuring a compact 2.88-inch touchscreen and powered by RabbitOS. The device employs a large action model acting as a versatile controller for various apps, as demonstrated during the event. It centralizes functions like playing music, grocery shopping, and messaging, reducing reliance on a cell phone. Additionally, it can be customized to interact with specific apps. While the initial stock is sold out, pre-orders for the R1 are available on Rabbit's website. Rabbit anticipates deliveries, as I said, between April and May of 2024. However, those who ordered in the first wave can expect shipments starting March. Finally today, Dudzy is a podcast generated by AI and curated by humans, which has released an hour-long comedy special featuring an AI recreation of George Carlin, the comedian who died in 2008, quoting Rolling Stone. The hour-long special titled George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead, is a product of Dudzy, a podcast run by AI and curated by humans. Chad Kultkin and Will Sasso host the podcast and YouTube show and allow the Dudzy AI to draw from their emails, texts, social media accounts, and even their own work, from Sasso's performances on Mad TV to an old feature script written by Kultgen called Pizza the Movie. While the specifics on the company behind Dudzy's AI system aren't clear, Sasso denied the AI is fake in an interview with Business Intelligence and claimed an NDA prevented him from revealing the legal entity, the Carlin-generated impression is uncanny, unquote. The show starts with Dudzy taking the stage, emphasizing that the forthcoming content isn't George Carlin himself. The AI bot explains that by absorbing all of Carlin's works, the AI attempted to replicate his unique voice, rhythm, and outlook, focusing on topics that would likely have captivated him if he were here in modern times. This leads to a striking reimagining of the iconic comedian with the AI version of Carlin 
tackling contemporary hot-button issues like mass shootings and the impact of social media. The AI Carlin even addresses AI itself. Quote, There's one line of work that is most threatened by AI, one job that is most likely to be completely erased because of artificial intelligence, stand-up comedy. I know what all the stand-up comics across the globe are saying right now. I'm an artist, and my art form is too creative, too nuanced, too subtle to be replicated by a machine. No computer program can tell a fart joke as good as me. End quote. Carlin's own daughter, Kelly, took to X to respond, quote, My statement regarding the AI-generated George Carlin special, My dad spent a lifetime perfecting his craft from his very human life, brain, and imagination. No machine will ever replace his genius. These AI-generated products are clever attempts at trying to recreate a mind that will never exist again. Let's let the artist's work speak for itself. Humans are so afraid of the void that we can't let what has fallen into it stay there. Here's an idea. How about we give some actual living human comedians a listen, too? But if you want to listen to the genuine George Carlin, he has 14 specials that you can find anywhere, end quote. When a user asked later in the thread if, quote, this clown had permission, Kelly responded by writing in all caps, zero permission granted. Now, here's the thing. Y'all have heard me experiment with AI voice stuff. I kind of wonder if maybe there's a cheat going on here. Sure, it's entirely possible that they fed an AI a bunch of Carlin routines to get his voice down, but haven't we seen recently that AI bots themselves aren't that great at humor? Like, maybe the easiest thing to do would have been for a human just to write Carlin-style jokes and then feed it into the AI voice. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened here, but maybe not. I'm excited today. Not only tonight are Chris and I scheduled to record our first bonus episode in what? Our first proper one in maybe six months. We're also recording tonight with the great John Gruber as our guest. Shockingly, John has never been on this podcast before, so I'm looking forward to that. We'll have it for you this weekend, of course. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.